need someone to show me my place in all this. Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And as always, I've got my gracious co-host, Chris, the creator, the uncontested, Cassidus. What's up, man? What's up? How you doing? Yeah, how you doing? Uh, Well, I'm doing good, but check that... uh, we always do this thing. We do this little intricate little dance. I say I'm doing great. You hit me with the sad news that somebody died, and there goes my good mood. So hit it, hit me with it, man. Every silver lining, there's a big great cloud. <laughs> Who died this week? We are we are the bringers. We are the bringers of sadness here on CBC. Uh, actually, I I think other than the DCEU <laughs> and probably a lot of execs at Warner Brothers. Ooh. Careers. I don't. I don't think there's much. Uh, much death this week. Uh, I, the know, I say took that a day now. off. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps it's still early. I mean, the weekend's gonna happen. Anything can happen on the weekend. <laughs> Avoid the bookings, beloved. We are almost at Halloween, so you know people are just in that mood. Full disclosure uh, to the listeners out there: this is actually sort of like a take two. Take two, For two, two, this two. week, we had recorded much earlier in the week, and due to uh, some program issues with a bug that they had, uh, the audio was uh, rendered uh, unusable, honestly. And mm. so uh, this is this is it. So you know, we'll try to keep the uh, the commentary fresh, the jokes fresh, but no promises. We're <laughs> only so creative. <laughs> That's the, that's a constant disclaimer, right? <laughs> no promises. Right. It's 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 a it's a you like it or you get your money back kind of sitch. And yeah, you are listening to this for free. So <laughs> I just... still maintain that we should have put up the audio that was unusable. It could have been like in the in contact <laughs> where <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> just <laughs> she was gone for only like four minutes or whatever. But <laughs> it was eighteen hours recorded on the thing. Yeah, and then and then you know all of a sudden, Matt McConaughey is like. Are you willing to die for that, <laughs> Mr. Cassidis, Mr. Avisa? Everyone you know and everyone you care about will be gone, and you know, just, just for no reason, just for no reason. I, you know, I, I keep thinking about it. It, it just pops out of a Lincoln somewhere. <laughs> it's just, I've been driving a Lincoln since before I was paid to drive a Lincoln. <laughs> um, real quick. On McConaughey. This is nothing to do with anything that we had on the agenda. But, oh man, this is beautiful. I haven't right. even derailed it yet. All right, Nor- <laughs> Norman. Let's say they go Norman Osborn in the MCU, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a heavy hitter villain that they have not touched yet. Uh, they could do some really cool stuff with him. Of course, Green Goblin, right? All right, gun. Do- well, I don't know. Maybe that's Whoa. a little too violent. Whoa, uh, man! Baton to your head, <laughs> electric baton to your head. I Man. still feel I still feel it's really aggressive. Um, okay, well, it's, yeah, that's this kind of podcast. It's going to be a little aggressive. Oh, uh, all right. Oh, we got, 
got some spice in this bag? Uh, yeah, a little, little, little spice in the rack. Um, Matthew McConaughey or Brian Cranston? Uh, neither. Michael Keaton. Oh, <laughs> That's right. Michael Keaton should play all of the Sinister Six. Exactly. Theory, yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, where he's, bitch. Yes. Oh my god. He plays Mysterio. You know what though? <laughs> it's the it's being John Malkovich Marvel version. If if they made Michael Keaton Mysterio, Mysterio <laughs> could be know. Mysterio could be using illusions <laughs> to make him look like he's the Vulture and the Sandman and Electro, and oh. it actually could work. I, I shouldn't be feeding this theory. <laughs> This this idea that this, this insane master plan that you have, it, it's it's that followed by uh, the Mjolnir standalone, yes. uh, followed by Iron Fist joins up with Mjolnir, just the hand, just of the Danny fist, Man. just the fist, and just yeah. the hammer, fist and hammer, arm and hammer. Oh my god. <laughs> arm and hammer. <laughs> That's the name of the movie Another right there. CBC Pod original. <laughs> so off the rails. We uh yeah we're gonna get to stuff. All right, uh real quick, I I I feel like sometimes we don't do this, but I mean to do this every time. Quick rundown of the things we're gonna cover this week: Star Wars trailer, Black Panther trailer, uh, Wonder Woman two news, New Mutants trailer, uh, early Thor reviews, uh, the Justice League trailer, Runaways trailer. And some Venom script news that is, you need to listen to that, everyone. You need to make sure y'all stay and listen to that or just fast forward to the very end of the podcast. It's Fair something enough. you're not going to want to miss. Made it, if they made it this far into the pod, they're probably going to keep going, keep listening. They're going to die hopefully, hard. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, die hard, live soft? Ooh. <laughs> Viagra years. That, that doesn't sound right. Um, Star Wars. It's a thing. Have you heard of it? It's just, it's this movie thing. It's this uh, they make these movies and they make a lot of money. Oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, we got a new Star Wars trailer. It debuted on I believe Monday Night Football, and they did this cool thing where they sort of <clears throat> made it so that as the trailer was playing, that's when the tickets, or right after the trailer played, that's when the tickets were available for pre-order. Um, and we're giant nerds, so guess who has tickets? These guys. These guys. Because who has t- lungs in, in, in tickets? It's these guys. Um, <laughs> Thursday night, not even Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. In fact, let's. I'm going to go. I'm going to pull the curtain way back here. Uh-oh. I originally got tickets for 730. Wow. Uh, on, on, on that Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. My apologies. I'm thinking of Thor. I'm thinking of Thor. Never mind. I do have tickets for Star Wars, too, but... Thor. I'm gonna, okay, quick tangent. Wow. Thor Ragnarok, right? Comes out on the second. Uh-huh. I had tickets at 7.30. I look at the Spurs season schedule. Oh, no. It's not a game. It is not a game that people play and die for. It is the game. It's Spurs versus the Golden State Warriors at 7.30 on that Thursday. Oh, buddy. And I was like, oh, no. So I literally went to the to the movie theater and was like, hey, can I tr- can I trade these tickets back in and like get a different showing, a later showing? And, and they did. They accommodated me. Oh, nice. Because America. Um, yeah, no, so it worked out really great. So that's going to be, I mean, either I'm going to be pumped because the Spurs are going to beat the Warriors and then I get to watch Thor Ragnarok, or I'm going to be real sad 
that Kawhi Leonard still isn't back and the Warriors oh. destroy the Spurs. But then I right. have Thor Ragnarok to cheer me up. So it's a it's gonna uh, it's gonna be win no matter what. Go well go well soon, Kawhi. Yeah, man. Jeez, I saw a video of him like walking up some stairs today. I know you saw it. It it made me so sad. <laughs> it made me so sad. <laughs> All right, Star Wars trailer. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> really, really, really just playing it fast and loose this week. Uh, Star Wars trailer. We see a lot of cool things. Um, very Kylo Ren centric uh, yeah. trailer. And I don't know if it's just because there's been some time since we've we've come from uh, from Force Awakens. I feel like there was a lot of hate towards Kylo uh, after hmm. Force Awakens. Like, he was a little too whiny, a little too emo. Maybe those were just the memes. Maybe he just memes really well that way. <laughs> but but I, I feel like this trailer brought it right back, man. Like, it's... you. I feel really invested in Kylo Ren's story. Almost, hmm. almost more than Rey. Um, just based off this trailer, because we see this pivotal scene where he's, he's in, a, in a ship... Flying around, looks like he's about to bomb one of the uh, the alliances uh, ships that might have uh, General Leia Organa on mm-hmm. it. His mom, right? I mean, Happy Mother's Day! Holy hell! Uh, Merry <laughs> Christmas! Uh, Happy Holidays! Whatever. Uh, you know, so that there's that there's the the end scene. I'll touch the end scene in just a moment. But what what do you? What do you think stands out about this trailer? What what was it that really spoke to you? Hmm. Um, the thing that stood out the most was Luke's kind of uh, words to Ray. It seems like um, there's a tr- bit of a training kind of montage that they're doing uh, with Luke and Ray, and uh, kind of you know Yoda and Dagobah with Luke style. But um, in this version, Luke kind of like is afraid of Ray's power, and mm-hmm. he tells her that this isn't going to end like you think it's going to. This is going to you know none of this story goes according to plan. And that that's kind of telling to me, like, I really hope that they've given Ryan Johnson kind of like full license to just, you know, put his stamp of uh, his narrative seal kind of on this on this store on this franchise, because that's what I want to see. I want to see something I haven't thought of before. I want to see something that is kind of unexpected. Yeah, that's kind of what Ryan Johnson did with Brick and with Looper. Mm. It seems to be something he's attracted to in terms of thematics and and. Uh, and narrative, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my concern, if 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 it's not going to end the way we think it is, as he's warning us, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm worried for an M Night Shyamalan type village treatment where at the end it turns out that it's actually 2017, like San Francisco, California, you know, and there's just <laughs> there's a smart car that drives by, and you're like, oh, oh no. no, oh my god, <laughs> not like this. Oh, that would be the death. Oh, of, there's death a mermaid of, for some reason. It turns Wars. out Bruce Willis was a kid or something. I don't even remember. Oh my god, it was. It was it's the water, water that the aliens are yeah. allergic to. Yeah, there's yeah. ghosts yeah. in there or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the aliens, plants want to. There's yeah. There's alien plants that throw up when they're exposed to water. <laughs> I, I spoilers, I guess, for all of that Shyamalan shit. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I, Let's see what else do we get in there. We get we get Finn looking like a badass, just like wearing some leathers, wearing yeah. some first order looking stuff. Yeah, yeah, looking sharp though, man. Like John Boyega, I almost wonder if it's like a writer in his contract, like he has to look really cool, <laughs> no matter what. I mean, good to him. Good props to him if that's what's in his contract. Yeah. Um, but we see a really cool uh, battle scene between uh, between Finn and uh, Phasma. 
Mm. So that looks really cool. That looks like that should be a lot of fun. Uh, what else? Yeah, speaking speaking back to uh, Luke, he looks like seriously jittery. Like I feel, you know, and I, I'm sure they didn't do this purposefully, but it's probably going to work out really well. I feel like it's going to speak to a lot of the millennials out there who suffer where, you know, and it's great. It's a good thing where we're sort of social anxiety and just anxiety in general is a more accepted thing. And, and people are treating it seriously, mm. but you have this, you have Luke Skywalker who is many millennials, like you know, idol in a lot of ways, um, sort of as the poster boy for post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> He's not having a good time when Ray, is is training and and the, the the rocks and stuff start splitting just from her focusing her force power on not yeah. even like the ground uh you know he he's he's not having a good time you see his little robot hand come out of the rubble a la <laughs> terminator 2 uh he's just not having a good time and um you know, I wonder if that's going to connect with a lot of people in an unintended way. They're like, oh, I, I really understand his anxiety in this situation. Um, one thing I do want to draw attention to with Luke is, uh, and I, we're not the ones to to originate this this idea, but it has been floating around the internet. Somebody has collected a bunch of the Star Wars movie posters. And oh, if, yeah. you, if you look at them, uh, the way they're all sort of designed is that the, the antagonist villain character is in the background sort of looming, right? Looming mm. over the poster. And in the Last Jedi poster, who do you have back there? Luke Skywalker. It's your boy. And I got to say, that might be a misdirect. They 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 might know that people are going to pick at stuff like this and, and really scrutinize everything, and so they're misdirecting. Uh, or they could actually be doing this, and if they're actually going in that direction, where maybe this is the fall of Luke... Um, you know, maybe just because due to what he's been through, mm. uh, where he he feels like, and it's I think you've said this many many times, but the 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 true the best villain is the one who believes they're the hero. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where where you can understand their their conviction, and it's basically a reverse Vader, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that'd be a really cool narrative tool if they go that way. Do you do you think that's where they're gonna go? Yeah, I think it, it's going to be really hard to kind of motivate, uh, to not have his motivation like um, central to the story. I mean, it's going to have to be one in one. If you're going to bring back a character kind of like archetypal as Luke, it better be a good goddamn reason for it. Not just, you know, that he's really strong and he can defeat everybody. It, I mean, this is a character who has many layers to him, like from the first trilogy. So mm -hmm. there has to be some sort of like deep, deep investment, deep motivation for him to kind of do anything in this movie. Yeah, I mean the one benefit they have is that because these 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 films take place sort of in real time from the original trilogy, there's all of this time where one we haven't seen what he's been up to, mm -hmm. but it's also all this time for for the the ghost of his past, like the literal force ghost, <laughs> to come back and haunt him in a way that could be permanently damaging to his psyche. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's a believable narrative if they yeah. go that way. I, I that would be really cool. The last thing I want to touch on for this trailer, and we're gonna link the trailer down on our Facebook page, of course, at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. Uh, so be sure all these trailers we're gonna be talking about, they're all gonna be there for everyone to watch if you haven't seen them yet. Um, but the other really standout moment in the trailer 
and and they know they've got something great because they, they stuck it in there at the end mm-hmm. is Ray <clears throat> talking about how she just wants to know what her place is in all of this. And she looks and Kylo Ren is there hand out ready to help her perhaps yeah. or, you know, trying to at least coerce her into something. Uh, you know, <laughs> that kind of a gasp moment. And I <laughs> so badly, one, want to see how that plays out. But two, I'm also concerned. This is only the second trailer we've gotten for this movie. And it comes out in, in about um, two months. Yeah. Give or take. Um, I hope they don't ruin that. Like, let, let it let it simmer. Don't You don't need to touch it anymore. Like, <laughs> if they do one more trailer, which is fine, don't even... Don't any of the Ky- the uh, the uh, Kylo Ren stuff or the Kylo Ren and Ray stuff, just leave it off. Like, don't put anything else in the trailer that's f- from their interactions. Right. I'll, I'll I'll deal with all the porgs running around being cute as shit. Yeah. Uh, give me give that- me two minutes of porgs, man. Make it a minions <laughs> thing. I don't. That's care. Snow Fox, whatever it was. Oh, the the Pokemon thing or the Digimon or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Those big ATATs that look like they're walking on their knuckles now. Oh, did you see that they had? That's kind of cool though, because like, did you see yeah. the design? It's to keep the them from toppling over with yeah, the cables. Yeah. It like cuts the cable. Like they learn. They're learning. They're learning. They be learning. A A Ron done done messed up. <laughs> you didn't mess Jake up. Jake Quillen. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, anything else about Star Wars trailer that you wanted to touch on? Uh, it looks good. Yeah, does does look good. Well, uh, we'll we'll touch on we'll touch base when the next thing comes out. But uh, let us know what y'all think. Is is the Luke Skywalker as a villain theory just insane? Are we are we idiots for thinking that and wanting it? Um, does it does it degrade your hero? Let us know. Uh, all right, next thing uh, that came out really cool, I thought, is the Black Panther trailer. Uh, this this time we get a good look at T'Challa. We get to look at Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan, who looks like a beast of a man. Like, oh man, that dude is that dude is jacked up. What's up, Creed? Like, do you, What's you up, know, Donnie? need to need to test him for some PEDs, man. Like, <laughs> watch out. Good grief. Um, we see a lot of the world of Wakanda and a lot of the people that are closest to T'Challa. Which is really cool. You can see his sister, uh, Suri. We get to see Killmonger and T'Challa both in like Black Panther suits. Yeah. Fighting. That's gonna be awesome. I I'm all in. I do have to say, my one critique is that people for a long time now have complained that a lot of the, like, especially the solo Marvel films, mm-hmm. the problem is that the antagonist is always just this, basically the same character as the oh, hero. But so, like, Iron Man and Iron Monger. Right. Ant-Man and Yellow Jacket. And, mm. you know, so on. Uh, they literally both have Black Panther, <laughs> like, suits. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's still a problem. That's still definitely a problem with the MCU. Uh, the thing is, and I'm not trying to be a Marvel fanboy, and I know we get a lot of heat for that. I think the movie's going to be entertaining as hell, and so it's not going to really matter as much. Uh, you can have the most zany, off-the-wall, you know, villain, <clears throat> suicide joker, 
Uh, but if there's no depth to the character, if, if the movie isn't fun and entertaining, does it matter? Does you it don't matter? have the balls. <laughs> Great, hunk, hunkamunka, hunkamunka, whatever the hell he said. He starts, you know, do you remember in Suicide oh, Squad when he starts like, oh, doing like the, okay. like, he just starts doing the, uh, yeah, starts doing yeah. like the Ace Ventura impression out of nowhere? <laughs> just what is that? What yeah. is that? It, it, that would have actually improved his performance if he broke out into a, 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 like a Cuban Pete performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw some mask in there. Yeah, that'd be great. Made that'd it be, better. Prob- yeah. Pro- probably. <laughs> that'd be almost more true to the character of the Joker than whatever the fuck that Jared Leto was doing. That's true. That's true. All right, we're getting off. We're getting off track here. Fuck Jared uh, Leto. Black Hole. <laughs> Where those worst hands? Part of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's true, and that's a great movie. But that's true. That is a very true statement. Uh, I was Oscar. Luckily, he's not in it that much. Yeah. You know. By the way, again, tangent. I just saw the trailer for Darkest uh, Hour. No, on. What's it called? You mean reality? No, you mean, oh, yeah, current reality. Uh, uh, most most Darkest Hour. Whatever. The, the Winston Churchill film with. Um, oh, yeah. Gary, Gary Oldman? Old, Oldham. Yeah. Gary, <laughs> Gary Oldman. And you look at that. You look at his tour de force acting, and if he doesn't win, he's he's never won an Academy Award for Best Acting, which is nuts. That's a disgrace. It's insane. It almost makes me like I know the Academy Awards are a sham anyway, but like <laughs> this really reinforces the sham quality of the Academy Awards. Um, if he doesn't win a Best uh, Leading Actor for this, I mean, I just. Stop having the show. Uh, but looking at that versus like Jared Leto, and it's just like, oh man, <laughs> it really, really pulls it into perspective there. What's up, uh, Leto? Catching hot ones out of nowhere? Yeah, you weren't even on the agenda. <laughs> just, just he needs to stop being the worst thing in all the things. Like, if he stops doing that, I'll, we'll stop yelling at him. Uh, <laughs> Black Panther. Uh, the music sounds great. Action sequences look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a very sci-fi feel to it, which I wasn't yeah. expecting. What uh, what what uh what caught your eye on the Black Panther trailer, either positively or negatively? Uh, on the positive side, I love like kind of the the cinema uh like cinematography choices they're making. Like mm-hmm. the there was one scene where he's like kind of out on the on the savanna on the prairie, uh, kind of like underneath the tree, but the there's a sky kind of lit up in the back and it's like really you know nice dark purples and mm-hmm. it's like a night this is a night scene it's just really well lit I, I like it a lot their color choices are look really great um it had a lot of cgi in it and i don't know how to read that um i guess that's a good thing you know that, that it says that they're investing money in it but it is, it is also like you know we've kind of moved back towards maybe integrating more practical stuff yeah into these uh big kind of sci-fi blockbusters so I don't know. Yeah, I hope it doesn't get too video gamey. Yeah, that's a, that's a concern. That's definitely a concern. I mean, especially with any of these comic book movies, you know, uh, whether it's a Warner Brothers or or, or a Marvel Studios, uh, just because of what they're trying to replicate, right? They're trying to mm. pull in this fantasy world from the comic books, and that's difficult to do. Of course, you need you need CGI, but you don't want yeah. to get too reliant upon it. Well, the, I think a good example, like so, how it's used just right was uh, I think Doctor Strange. I thought. It did a lot right, kind of capturing that kind of look from the, you know, the the big splash pages from the the seventies or whatever. 
that, um, that really translated well to film. And, you know, it's just because they chose to do, you know, to film it certain ways, to present it, like, with different filters or whatever. So, yeah, I just hope it doesn't feel like... Um, the CGI, when it looks too video gamey in movies, is uh, fucking Legolas in The Hobbit. Oh, um, he's leaping around? Yeah, running up a falling oh. bridge as it crumbles. Yeah. And it totally looks like um, something from The Matrix Reloaded. It's just... We, we, we've come pretty far. You can integrate it a little bit better. Definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, all, I'm, I'm excited. I think most people are. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what the reaction is. You know, and I'm not trying to, I don't want to make this like a thing, but I am curious how somebody, because, you know, we, we like to purport that we are the number one uh, ranked, rated, and listened to comic book podcast hosted by two, you know, Hispanic guys on the internet. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's still true. Yeah, actually. yeah. Throw it out but, there. But it's say what you just. I'm wondering how people in the like African or African American community are feeling about Black Panther, mm. uh, and I wonder what the reaction is going to be. Maybe when we get closer to the release, we can we can maybe get us a guest on that can provide us with that perspective. I'd really like that. Uh, uh, hot, take, hot take from Reddit. Uh, yeah, was that a. Uh... Not only do white people feature on at least the trailer or the cover, or the poster, the, the poster for Black yeah. Panther, were uh, Martin Freeman and uh, Andy Serkis. And somebody said that, oh, they're the Tolkien white guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the best puns of all time. <laughs> Internet undefeated. Undefeated and also winless at the same time, somehow, <laughs> is the Internet. Um, it's a very specific Venn diagram. All right. Let's, let's move on uh, to the shining gem. Of the DCEU, the dearly departed <laughs> DCEU, which is not going to exist, I guess. No, I'm not even through with the rosary. Oh, no. Um, yeah, call up your Thea. Tell her you love her. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we got we got word that uh, Wonder Woman 2 may be start shooting, may start shooting next summer. So summer of 2018 with a release date in 2019. But here's the juicy part. And I don't even know. I mean, technically, this might be a casting corner thing, but maybe not because who knows, right? I don't really know if we could classify it, but I'll just throw it out there just in case. But the really interesting bit of news here is that of all the people that may that might be in this film, Chris Pine's name has come up. What? Chris Pine. Now, not necessarily Steve Trevor. Could be Steve, Steve Trevor. Could, could we get flashbacks? Could we get a resurrection of some sort? Or could they do what they literally did in the 70s TV show between seasons where they had oh. Steve, Steve Trevor die, right? He dies. And then they flash forward so many decades. And then it ends up being like his grandson. And it's the same actor that plays the grandson. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, so like... You know, Chris Pine could, in theory, play uh, his own grandson uh, for Steve Trevor. That would be pretty cool. I mean, I'm up for anything as long as they they make it make sense. You know, I don't. I I thought Chris Pine did a fine job in the first one. What do you What do you think about that potential news? Uh, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny that this is probably gonna take some of the focus away from from Wonder Woman. <laughs> I mean, Chris Pine back, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's. I mean, I'm all for zombie Steve Trevor. I think that 
that has a lot of material there. Uh, I think DCEU should incorporate The Walking Dead at this point. Just latch yourself to any successful property they can. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Somehow you get you get uh, you get uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, coral. Cor- yeah, coral. No, you get um, uh, what's his Matt Smith, and you get you somehow bring Doctor the Doctor from Doctor Who in, just just <laughs> oh. grasping for anything, anything that people might. Uh, gonna... How about this? How about this? You guys like anime? Uh, we got Akira. Uh... Uh, Tokyo Ghoul, huh? Anybody? Right. Tokyo Ghoul. Uh, uh, what did what did what did they get? Overwatch. We got a look. Tracer. Tracer. We got Tracer. He's British. He's British. Um, <laughs> I yeah I. So just real quick tangent, and this wasn't on the agenda either, but I did actually get to see uh, Professor Morton and the Wonder Woman today, which is oh. a sort of biopic about the life of, of not just uh, Charles Morton, which that's not really his name, but that was like his pen name, creator of, of Wonder Woman. Um, creator of the salt? <laughs> yeah. Morton's? Uh, M- Morton's salt, right. It's Molten. I think it's Molten? Molten? Chris- anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but it's about it's more about like his life with his wife and one of his students and sort of how they end up in a very interesting sort of polyamorous relationship in the 40s which clearly was not something that people were going to have um they were going to definitely have issues with i'm not going to we're not going to do like a review on it or anything but it's a really interesting story and if you are a fan of hearing how the creators of things you like so let's say you really like wonder woman as a character they really delve into like he was a psychologist um and they delve kind of into like how being a psychologist and being a feminist and wanting to promote the idea of women as equals in the comic like that's that's how he created the comic and there's reasons why he did it that way it's it's just pretty interesting and so for Hmm. anyone out there it's not definitely the movie's not for everybody um i'll throw that out there but i thought it was really really well done there's some fantastic acting and um yeah just check it out if you want it's there for watching (laughs) that's (laughs) food for your eyeballs that's uh... what i got Um, yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, this is really smart thing that happened. And that is the thing of. (laughs) Wow. Releasing (laughs) So many words in one sentence. Releasing the new mutants trailer on Friday, on Friday the 13th. Uh, the reason that's so cool is that it turns out the new mutants movie is a horror film. It is a straight up horror film involving x-men characters and it's a pretty creepy trailer it doesn't do it doesn't try to reinvent the wheel or anything but it's it's definitely has more to do with like saw or oh, oh my god <laughs> or uh what's that what's the one with leonardo dicaprio shutter it? island oh yeah it's I, <clears throat> he's in there yeah um anyway it just Smart, super smart marketing move. Uh, people at Fox that do their marketing, got to give them a lot of thumbs up here because they, they did really well with Logan, really well with Deadpool, and now New Mutants. What were your thoughts on the New Mutants trailer? Yeah, it looked really uh, – it's a nice take on it. Like, um, I think we've been kind of saving for a while that uh, 
these these narratives, these comic book kind of stories, they're kind of a genre unto themselves, and right. or almost a medium unto themselves. And you can just kind of parse them out into different genres, and they kind of succeed when they do that. Mm-hmm. That's so, probably when they most succeed, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good move. Like, horror movies are a definite easy sell. Um, any teenager on a Friday night, that's what they want to check out with their friends. Um, yeah, I mean, look at the numbers that it did. It, or, is it? It, yeah. it was amazing. So, um, or even Happy Death Day. Like, <laughs> I, know, I mean, I bring that up because people wouldn't regard that. Like, it has a pedigree to it, right? But Happy right. Death Day. Who who the hell cares about Happy Death Day? It did really well. It was the number one movie. Yeah, last weekend. So there, there's always like some weird like horror movies coming out around Valentine's Day too. Was there one called Valentine's Day that had David Boreanaz in it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And yeah, it did numbers. So <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, horror movies always do really well. They're really easy to shoot. They're really you know the budget's not that stringent. So yeah. um, it's a good move for them. It, I think casting wise, they also did a pretty good move with uh, with Maisie Williams. Oh yeah, as Wolf Spain. Yeah, she's definitely the standout name. Typecast. Um, I like. I like He's Wolf again. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Winter is coming. I guess to a theater near you. This winter. Mutant winter. Mutant winter is coming. <laughs> that's that's a good tagline, right? They, they yeah. We're gonna use that. Um, <laughs> totally draw the audience in from one thing. Yeah. Um. I like. I like the idea that they're using <laughs> the tagline Game of Thrones, but with mutants. Yeah, that's it. Guys, you like Game of Thrones, right? Question mark, question mark, two question marks. Uh, try it watching this. That's that's their <laughs> that's their ad campaign. <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, to make a sale, you got to ask for the business. So. <laughs> um, I like that they're using mutants that aren't well established. When I saw this trailer and I looked at the cast listing, you got Sunspot, you got Wolfsbane, you have Magic. A few others. Gathering? Yeah, Magic the Gathering. Gonna bring in that crowd too. Oh boy. Um, but what I what I was thinking is that this, in a way, and just stay with me on this because it's gonna sound kind of weird. All right. But this movie could be sort of Fox's X Men's version of the Guardians of the Galaxy, hmm. and and not that I think it's gonna be as successful as that. But what was I think part of the reason why it was so successful is that it wasn't these weren't these entrenched characters that are in everyone's memories, like Spider-Man, Captain America, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Um, people don't ha- didn't really have notions of who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. So right. it gave you a lot of freedom as to what you wanted to do with them narratively without people getting up in arms. I think they have a really great opportunity here with the New Mutants to do the very same thing, uh, where they can, they can dispose of some characters if they need to. They can change them. Uh, make them fit the story they're trying to tell, and as long as it's a good story, I don't think people will be upset about it. Yeah, no, I think that's totally right. That's, that's spot on. Um, yeah, the the thing is, we've kind of been through this whole origin story like a million times by now. Uh, we don't need that part. Um, it's kind of we, we we understand that. Oh, superpowers! Now they feel different. Now they have to figure it out. Oh, it's something's happening. There's a bad guy. We we know this origin story. So if they just skip ahead a few beats, uh, give them reasons to have the powers, maybe give them, you know, actual real life kind of uh, limits or purpose to use them. And I think it works a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I really like the the scene and setting 
uh, it's, it seems like it's like in a, in a men- like maybe a mental institution of some sort or something, mm-hmm. you know, something along those lines. I think the idea playing around with the idea that what they're perceiving may not actually be happening. Yeah. And it may be a, a more like a byproduct of their, their uh, mental state. I, I, that's a fan- fascinating thing that they could do. And I hope they, they use that in the, in the story that they're telling. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, you guys, you know, out there, have you heard of this movie? It's coming out. It's, uh, Watiti is the director. It's got some dude named Chris Hemsworth in it. Um, Mark Ruffalo's in it. My man, my man, Mark Ruffalo. Yep. Mark Buffalo. God, I want that Mark Buffalo shirt. (laughs) I saw this shirt one time on the internet and it's literally, the shirt was called Mark Buffalo, but it was just a print of a Buffalo, but the head of the Buffalo was Mark Ruffalo's head. Oh my God. Yeah. That's worth $20. I, I would, no, I would pay like $40 for that shirt. I'm not joking. (laughs) I can't find it. I saw it one time and I, I don't know where it is. So if anyone out there finds it, please feel free to hit us up with a link (laughs) and I will, I will buy that shirt a hundred percent. Um, Anyway, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, some very very early reviews are coming in. I do want to I do want to preface this uh, by saying that, as far as I'm aware, most of these reviews are coming from people very close to the film. Uh, maybe some studio execs, family members, friends, things of that. <laughs> a couple nature. of moms. Yeah. So so yeah, like take it with a bit of a grain of salt. Uh, but by and large, they're very very positive, overwhelmingly positive. If you might even say. Uh, that this film has a lot of fun, um, that it's it's incredibly entertaining and fun, which is a lot of what Marvel does. They've been doing it for about 10 years now, so I feel like they've got a really good grasp on, on how to make those kind of movies. But the one thing I wanted to draw attention to especially was that Tessa Thompson of Westworld fame, uh, she plays Valkyrie in, in Thor Ragnarok, and she is getting standout reviews across the board where people are saying that she's just stealing every scene she's in and so on. So I think that's really interesting. And honestly, if that's true, that might be, you know, a really big coup for the, for Marvel studios. Cause if they can pull out another actor who's a secondary character, but then be able to utilize her more in other things later on. Yeah. Uh, because of her dynamic, you know, presence or whatever within the film that would be great you know that way you don't just have to rely on the heavy hitters all the time just keep Uh, adding to that poster for infinity war right yeah i mean do you think that movie's gonna make we think we talked about this you don't think it's gonna hit three billion worldwide that's a that's a lot of money that's that takes a while to count i mean how would they even know (laughs) (laughs) yeah we might not know until like 2020 2020 before they get it all calculated i don't know i i think it's got an outside shot that's that's one of the most interesting things to me is is exactly how well is that movie gonna do right i mean overall lifespan probably like taking into account like uh vod's and blu-rays and whatever right, the secondary market and all that stuff yeah all right talk, let's talk about another movie that's big in scope but maybe the goals are not quite so lofty uh, Justice League, Justice League of the famed DCEU. <laughs> you know what? If if Aquaman at some point in Justice League 
goes, Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. I mean, would it be out of place? <laughs> no. Would you even uh, notice? I mean, yeah! Would you even notice? I, I, I'm, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he snapped into a Slim Jim. Yeah, right? That's. I wouldn't be surprised if he came bursting through a wall with some refreshment. I mean, that'd just be nice. I'm, a th- I'm, I'm thirsty. That's good. I wouldn't mind it. Uh, you know, I look. I'm all for Jason Momoa, and sure, this is a different take on Aquaman. I think that's cool. Great, do something different, make it dynamic, fantastic. But the one thing that most of the fans out there are saying is, why didn't you just make Jason Momoa Lobo? Like. You're basically making Aquaman Lobo in terms of his personality and the way he acts and talks. Like, just why did and, and Jason Momoa looks like Lobo? So, like, why didn't you just do that? Yeah, use him for something uh, else. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 one of the biggest question marks I think. And I just, I honestly feel like they didn't think about it. I feel like they mm. didn't think about like that is even a possibility. And so that's kind of unfortunate because we'll never get to see that. And I think. Well, now all yeah. that means is that we can cast Michael Keaton as Lobo. Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> yes, please, please get that <laughs> off the ground. Kickstart that. <laughs> Go fund me that, please, please. Michael Keaton is Lobo. <laughs> but here's the thing: I think Jason Momoa as Lobo. Lit- I'm not even joking. I'm being totally serious here. I think it kind of had Hugh Jackman Wolverine potential. Yeah. Yeah, where that... where it was the perfect actor for the perfect role, just I think it would have been amazing, and we're just not going to see that. That's just like a thing that's not going to happen now. Um, all right, let's talk about the timeline. Tra- not this, not this one. The darkest of the timelines that we're in now. <laughs> uh, Justice League trailer. Uh, one thing I definitely want to draw attention to is we get to see Clark Kent. He's what? back. He's back. I thought he was dead. What? Oh, Wait. he's back though. I know. Clark Kent still has a supporting job at the Daily Planet. <laughs> but wait, is it a dream? Uh, who knows? Who knows? But I do want to draw attention to one thing in particular. Oh, yeah? Uh, this is also, I mean, I, I did think of this on my own, but I've seen other people even on YouTube cover this, and it's hilarious, so I feel like we should also bring attention to it. There's a moment in the trailer where Henry Cavill turns and faces uh, Amy Adams, Lois Lane. He's talking to her. It's maybe a dream. Who knows? Um, but the way he's standing, his hips are positioned a certain way, a certain way, and his butt is sticking out a certain way. But he literally <laughs> has a duck tail. <laughs> like, like where's Louis, Huey, Huey, Dewey, and Louis at? Like. The, it's it is jarring. You can't unsee it. Once you see it, we're gonna throw the trailer on again on our thread at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. Check it out for yourselves, people. If you don't believe me, check it out for yourselves. Become a believer in the Ducktail. It's it's jarring. You can't. It's just I don't even. I don't know how nobody noti- didn't notice that. Like, I actually not that. did not notice it when I was oh, watching the trailer. Okay. I meant when I, they were shooting the movie. I meant like. On set, how did they oh, not notice Oh, that? okay. Like, but <laughs> what editor was asleep at the wheel? I mean, you could say that for a lot of things. <laughs> DC, but uh, I, I saw Amy Adams in the trailer, and I was just like, <laughs> Louise, where's Abbott? 
Is he still in uh, uh, death process? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Why? <laughs> I was having oh, such oh, shit, a, spoilers. I was having such a good day. <laughs> Nobody knows what you're talking about, but God. <laughs> What's up, Denis Villeneuve? Oh, we see you. Man. Yeah. Seriously, go see Blade Runner, folks. It's it's is a thing to see on the big screen. Um, all right, other things in the Justice League trailer, uh, lots of fighty, punchy stuff. Yeah! <laughs> We've got... That's the DC version of Danny Rand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it is. He says, yeah, like, what, three times in the trailer? <laughs> At least, yeah. It's not necessary. It's not... <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to do it that much, I promise. Uh, it, looks, it looks competently made, you know? Um, you can see Joss's hands all over it. Oh, where they kind of try to tinge it where it's not so dark? So right, every, everything's red now where it used to be black. <laughs> like, it used to be this gray-black, like this Snyder gray color, and now it's like a red? It's pretty obvious, too. I, I double-checked this. Uh, it is the same scenes. There there's some scenes that are were in previous trailers that were pitch black and gray. They're now red. Okay. Hmm. Fine. Sure. Whatever. What, I mean, it's not oh, a, blue, no. a new blue beam in the sky, I guess, I hope. Is, is it the fan four stick, though? Where it was like, you know, a red kind of planet. Oh, my God. Then it was I green. For, in I the forgot actual about that. Oh, I... I think everybody I, did. I forget that that movie exists. Um, <laughs> God, they can't let that happen, right? It can't be that that. It's bad. Justice League. It this this is our collective childhood. I had the set, the Hall of Justice. I yeah. I made Aquaman go up and down the elevator. It, yeah, uh, I hope it's not bad. Uh, I mean, we like to take you know good shot and Freud at Batman vs Superman, but this. Justice League has to be Justice League, man. Yeah. I am also... <laughs> there's a real quick scene in there where Flash trips, <laughs> like, on a stair. I mean, if they're going to introduce Flash tripping... Did it see that coming? That's a real problem. That's a real problem for Flash, because then it's kind of easy <laughs> to take him down. <laughs> just, with a bit of wire? Your, you just have to stick your foot out. I mean, like... I just, I, I really, I'm curious to see how that's gonna, that's gonna play out. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else stands out about the trailer. Wonder Woman looks great. Gal Gadot looks like real comfortable in that role. I'm yep. sure they beefed up her presence in the film. Smart if they did. Uh, you know, they teased Superman coming back, possibly Green Lantern. We don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I definitely want to see the film. I still fear that it's not going to be as good as I wanted to be. Um, and I wish I didn't feel that way about it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, let, let's talk about a little passion project for you. Uh, Ooh. So this thing is yes. the thing that I know you love and it's yes. coming to Hulu on November 21st. Yes. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about, runaways. Joe Jet, She's awesome. Yeah. Like there's a biopic movie. <laughs> it's coming came out, out four years ago. Out, yeah, <laughs> it's real, real good though. If you like that, that kind of right girl, uh, not really right girl, more like you know, eighties sort of punk girl rock stuff. It's out there if you want to watch it. It's a good time. 
No, what I'm talking about is Runaways, the Marvel's Brian, the Marvel Runaways, right? Brian K. Vaughn, uh, fantastic source material. Uh, could not recommend Runaways more highly. Um, you even got Joss Whedon writing some of the story arcs at some point mm. as well. And those are pretty good, too. Um, but great source material. We get to see the trailer. I, I don't want to say a whole lot because I know Runaways is, is your bag. It's your it's your deal. <laughs> you dig it. But I just want I just was really impressed with how, I mean, pretty much every every character from A to Z really looks like the character that they are from the comic book. Um, yeah. Even to even to the clothing and a lot of it. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Runaways? Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. The casting is spot on. Like uh, like I said, they they did a really good. It's almost one for one. Um, I kind of I dig the change to Molly. Uh, they kind of made her a teenager, not like a little little kid anymore. Right. Um. That might, you know, you can probably get away with a little bit more. Uh, she can be involved a little bit more in the fighting and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, yeah, no, I think it's going to be, it looks like it has potential. Uh, Hulu, it's kind of a new thing for me. Uh, I might, I guess I'll have to subscribe. Um, but yeah, no, this looks great. Um, the music sounds kind of like, you know, it, it has a very L.A. feel to it, everything about it. Like the, the cinematography, mm-hmm. it has like the Instagram filters on everything. Uh, <laughs> the the music's very kind of like alt rock, but uh, but indie stuff, kind of yeah. college stuff. So yeah, no, it, the the feel of it looks great. Um, the first the, the trailer looks like it's taken directly from the comic. Um, yeah, James Marshes is in it. Yeah, I was really impressed with the production value. I felt mm-hmm. like you could see the money being spent, which is great. Yeah. Uh, any concerns? Is there anything that's that concerns you about this trailer? Mm. That- they teased old lace a little bit, like mm-hmm. the the psychic dinosaur that Gert kind of is bonded Controls, with. Yeah, yeah. and um, it kind of looked like it was maybe like a actual model, like it, you know it was practical. Or I couldn't really tell. I mean, it was a very quick snippet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna have to be pretty um, if they're gonna include old lace as much as they as much as they uh, the comic does. They're gonna have to be really clever with it. So yeah, I mean, again, kind of going back to the Black Panther thing. I don't want it to be too, you know, jarring whenever it's there. But, yeah, no, it looks like they want to really... Whoever's kind of showrunning this, it really looks like they uh, want to stay true to the, the source material, which is great. Yeah. Uh, it definitely looks like they're they're trying to knock it out of the park with this show. And, and that makes sense, because I feel like if Hulu does knock it out, then maybe the relationship with Marvel strengthens, and then they're able to do other, other yeah. material, other projects. That'd be really cool. Uh, all right. So everyone has been super psyched about the Venom movie, myself included. I'm a huge Spider-Man and by by proxy Spider, you know, Spider-Man universe fan. You were going to say Spider-Gwen. Just say Spider-Gwen. I, I mean, also Spider-Gwen, guys. <laughs> 100%. Uh, but so Venom movie, everyone's psyched about it. It's supposed to be darker, rated R possibly, horror influenced. Great. Sounds good. But then we get this news, and I gotta say, I don't know how to feel about this because I actually haven't seen this. But just kind of going off of my impression, this is not the best news. I'm I'm teasing teasing the lead here. Mm. Uh, the Venom script apparently is going to be penned by none other than Kelly Marcel. If you don't know who Kelly Marcel is, who is Kelly Marcel? You might say. You might say that. I feel like a many of you will, in fact, say that or have said that. Kelly Marcel is the writer, by the way, female, 
female, which is fine. I mean, clearly that's fine. But I, I say that because Kelly can be a, a guy's name, and I honestly didn't know when I, when I heard this news. I was like, "Who's is that a dude? Is that a is that a woman?" No. Kelly Marcel is the writer of the script for Fifty Shades of Grey. Huh. <laughs> All right. So that's a choice. I'll tell you what my experience with the the cinematic Fifty Shades of Grey movie is right now. I'll tell you right now because yeah. this just happened. Why don't you tell me? A couple hours ago, I was thumbing through the old, uh, you know, the old television, the old cable box or whatever, and I was trying to find NBA League Pass because it's free this weekend. Oh! And as I was trying to find those channels, I stumbled across an HBO channel where they were showing Fifty Shades Darker. Ah. Not the same movie. Not the same movie. Keep in mind. But I literally caught 45 seconds of it and was like, nope, this is terrible. <laughs> and happily moved along. Um, I haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey. So it could be a supremely well-written masterpiece of a film. I suspect that it's not. Yeah, citation needed. Um, but beyond that, even if it is... That person, like the person writing that movie, writing a Venom movie seems very precarious is a word I might use here. Yeah, you're going to have to be really, uh, your range has got to be pretty wide. If you can yeah, cover you got to be Mariah those. Carey. I mean, <laughs> you got to go deep and high there, long and far. What, what do you what do you think about this news, Chris? Like, how, How's it hitting you? That it's just a it's just an interesting choice. I mean, I guess uh, that's not really an audience I see trying to go see a Venom movie. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but it seems like these you know the demographics are very far apart. Uh, yeah, it's it's really perplexing. It's like there are, there are, I mean, and you know, fair play to cast you know picking a, a female to write it, but it's just. Yeah, Tal- yeah. Talent wise, talent wise, there's a w- wide variety of everybody just, who can write this movie for you. I'm glad you made that point, though. I mean, I'm very clearly, it's not because she's a woman. It, it really has nothing to do with that. It's it's just like with her writing background specifically. Yeah. Like, how do you, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, in a business where you are the last thing that you did, the last thing that you either success or failed at, uh, then this is a weird choice. Yeah. I, again, I'm gonna try to keep my mind open about it. For all I know, she could she could really knock it out of the park, and that that'll be great. It's just a really really weird choice on on its face. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, if we were if we had our own picks of you know who might be a better choice genre wise yeah. to to pick for a writer for this one, who would you say? Okay, so I actually brought him up earlier, sort of jokingly, because I didn't. You know, because like, you were talking about the Star Wars twist and whatever. Yeah. But I think M. Night Shyamalan. I think. Huh. I think if you look at what he did with Split specifically, and and handled the sort of multiple personality issue and kind of the way you could treat Venom and Eddie Brock as a split personality kind of thing, I think mm-hmm. I think he could really, really come in there and and give it a. a, a a strong presence of what that character's mental state would be. I really, really feel like he could tap into that. So I would, I would actually go M night Shyamalan. What about you? Wow. Um, 
Yeah, uh, it's kind of out of left field a little bit, but I don't know. I I kind of pick Robert Rodriguez. Um, okay. Dude's kind of fallen out of. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of fallen out of favor. He's had some personal issues, but uh, he has directed a comic book movie before, Sin City. Mm-hmm. Um, he's familiar with the genre. He knows how to adapt it. Um, uh, he did Predators as well. So, yeah, it wouldn't be above him. I, I think uh, he would be very keen to do those action sequences, or at least write him up. I mean, directing wise, might be a different matter. But if you get him focused, maybe. On writing, maybe get his footing back in the world again. I mean, you want to see your people do good, right? Right. Yes. As as again, as the number one ranked, rated, reviewed, <laughs> revered podcast about comic books hosted by two Hispanic guys, uh, we definitely wouldn't mind seeing Rob Rodriguez. Is it still Hispanic? Is it still Hispanic Heritage Month? It's like the weird slice between. Like October, or wait, I think it passed already, right? <laughs> it's like two yeah. weeks, two weeks at the end of September, and two weeks at the beginning of October. I think it's a weekend sponsored by Coors, is what it is. Oh no, that's you never want that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Electric baton to the head. Yeah, you got to drink a six pack of Coors, uh huh, six pack of Bud Light, uh huh, six pack of Natties. All right, where you go, Bud all the way. That's oh. that's like water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like drinking water. Yeah. Might as well get an, might as well get an Evian in there. <laughs> no, I don't. That's too spicy. I mean, okay. <laughs> it's okay. got that French mountain stuff in it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. The Alps. <laughs> uh, okay. Before we close up shop this week, I did want to take a quick moment to give a shout out to our sisters in arms here on the comic book front. It's, it's actually, I say that, and they're, what they're doing isn't explicitly just about comic books, but when I tell you the title, you'll see what I mean. Uh, our friends, Div and Christine, uh, also friends with Ignacio, who, of course, was on the sh- previously the co-host on the show, have a new podcast called Superman Splain Me This. Superman yeah. Splain Me This, and it's a fantastically titled podcast, and I've been able, fortunate enough to listen to the first episode. It is fantastic. You can find it on SoundCloud. And um, they, they do cover a lot of comic book stuff, as you can tell by the title. They're, they're fans of the, of the medium. But they also cover pop culture, television, movies, uh, sort of, you know, women's issues, minority issues. Uh, they go a little broader scope than we do here with a, with a lot of uh, focus on sort of entertainment and, and in, injecting a lot of humor into the topics as well. Um, they do this really cool segment where it's uh, it's like brown people homework, I think is what they call it. <laughs> or it's, like, it's like where they, they ask their listeners to do something at the end of the podcast. If Maria has a taco truck <laughs> and Juan <laughs> also has a taco no, truck. No, no. Like that? No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you. How many carnicky sadas can they make? No. <laughs> it's not just about ethnic food. It might get mentioned, but. It is a really good podcast. Uh, there's a there's a lot of stuff uh, there. If you're looking for a different voice, like you know, we said we we're the Hispanic guys, but these are these are women of color that do this podcast along with their producer Drew, and uh, it's a good time. It's just a good time. Um, they have uh, interesting segments, and again, that the homework thing is really cool. Uh, I actually did listen to it, so. I'm not going to tell you what it is. If you want to know what the homework is to make yourself a better person in this world, 
maybe make the darkest timeline just a little bit brighter, you have to listen to their podcast, Superman Explain Me This, again on SoundCloud. And props to Christina Dib for uh, getting off their butts and doing something cool in the world. Uh, Chris, any other final thoughts before we close up for the week? Uh... Uh, the world keeps on spinning. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, everybody, pull your weight. Let's try it uh, with a smile if you can. Uh, they jump, jump up at the same time. Maybe <laughs> we can move further away from the sun. Yeah, cool us down. Don't steal anyone's mail. Let's start there. <laughs> Let's start small. <laughs> Just start small. <laughs> All right, everybody. Fair enough. <laughs> Do what you can. Until next week, uh, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. Stay super, everyone. Yeah!